People's Champ Radio, what you want me to do, man? We back. I'm Roy Mack with the big homie Cash. What's up, people? You know how we do it, man. This is People's Champ Radio. You can get at us on Twitter. You can get at us on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. And also, you can hit us up on iTunes as well. Coming at you on a Sunday afternoon, People's Champ. What's going on, man? What's up with you today? Oh, man. Boy, it's, uh, it's been a crazy week, man. This is one of the most newsworthy weeks I've witnessed in a while, man. So much to run through, man. So many thoughts. So much stuff popping off. Well, let's uh, not, I'm excited, man. I'm let's excited. not waste time, man. Let's jump right into it. You know, uh, the uh, commander-in-chief, as they say. Uh, who was that? The commander. That's what they call him, the commander-in-chief. 40, yeah, 40. I just, I'm just Some people call who him. Who he is. I, hey, I know what commander-in-chief is. I'm just wondering who is the commander-in-chief. Well, you got to tell me because you're the veteran on the show. Listen, man, I just, you know, I'm just a citizen, man. You know. Hey, that's why I got out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why I got out. Hey, shout out to Barack Obama, baby. But, uh, you know. So, Donald Trump went on a little bit of a, uh, he had a rally in Alabama the other day. And then also he followed it up with some Twitter comments. Um, where he was going in on mm, his thoughts mm, on mm. the NFL players kneeling. He also had some mm. thoughts for Steph Curry um, and his stance on whether or not he's coming to the White House or not. Cash, where do you want to start first? Uh, hey, man, listen, man. Um, when is this term up? When is this done? When is this term <laughs> done, man? That's what, I, that's what I want to start. <laughs> when Let's is start this up. done? Hey, this here's what I want to say. I, I do want to say this because this needs to be said. The NFL players, right, should be ashamed of themselves. Mm. Because because here's why I say that. The biggest stars in the NBA have already spoke out against Trump. The LeBron, the Steph Curry. They let you know where they stood um as far as it becomes as far as we're speaking about, you know, political views. Um, um, you know, equal rights, things of that nature, right? Just, you know, the little, little values that this country uh, says we're all about. NBA players have been very vocal. Uh, meanwhile, NFL players don't want to kneel, don't want to stamp anything, don't want to say anything. And I'm not saying you should kneel. But what I'm saying is you guys signed a collective bargaining agreement that gave all the owners all the power gave all the owners all the money, gave Roger Goodell all the power, right, which essentially the owners because he works for the owners, but I digress. So shout out to the NBA players, and it's an indictment on the NFL players at this point because you notice Trump isn't saying much about the NBA players. He's really just going at the NFL because he feels like they're the ones without power. And I've been talking to Roy Mack about this forever. When it comes to the NBA versus the NFL, the NFL feels like it's it's more of a slave game, right? It feels like the control is out of the hands of the product that's actually bringing you know people to the to the to fill the stadium. And this has to be said. If you're an NFL player right now, you should be looking at the NBA players and you should be saying, "Okay, we want this. We need this type of control." Because right now. You know, it's embarrassing to me. If I'm an NFL player, I'm embarrassed that Trump even, you know, felt comfortable saying what he what he had to say via Twitter. Well, yeah. Let's, so so let's so let's talk about it specifically because this is all kind of breaking as we're recording right now live. 
Um, Mike Tomlin has come out and said that his team is not going to take the – well, he said that a little bit earlier, his team's not going to take the field. I'm watching right now, and his team did not take the field. However, there is um, a player that decided – and he is a veteran from what I understand. He decided to come out to the tunnel and 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 stand for the national anthem. So this thing is kind of all over the place um, with these NFL players. Um, it's my conjecture, right, that when you're talking about something like this, first of all, we got to go back and figure out kind of like what's all going on. So because it's a couple of different things here working um, in context with each other. So some of these things kind of get conflated. Right. So you got the Colin Kaepernick issue, which is kind of its own thing. And then you have today where, you know, the, the players in London uh, that play out in London, the Jags and the Ravens, those guys are a lot of guys kneeling out there. And so it's two separate things. So now you have guys that are kneeling um, kind of in protest of Trump, not necessarily in support of Cap and kind of some of the things he was trying to bring to light uh, socially, but just kind of uh, uh, they were offended personally by something Trump said. And, and I know me and right. you, so me and you having that conversation because it's it's kind of now kind of all over the place. You you, you kind of get lost in the kind of what specifically is going <laughs> on. You know what I mean? Because you, you don't know what a guy, because Ray Lewis has kind of been critical of Kaepernick and he was kneeling but today. Kneeling. You know? And now he's kneeling because the Ravens organization and the Jacksonville Jaguars organization wanted to kneel in unison, basically standing up against the statements that Trump made, right? And essentially what Trump's statements are saying is that you don't have uh, rights. Right. That's basically what he's saying. You don't have freedom of speech. You don't get to express yourself. Um, and that's that's a dictatorship, man. That's a um, you know, that, that, that's a dare I say supremacist way of thinking. If you don't think how I do, then you better not think it or you better not, um, you know, act on these thoughts. So, you know, that's that's incredible coming from the uh, leader of the quote unquote free world. Now, let me get on Ray real quick. I ain't going to spend a lot of time on Ray. <laughs> oh, right. Right? Ray, 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 look, yeah. look out, Ray, Ray. Yeah, what I don't want to do, man, is sit around and bash my brothers, um, you know, um, now on national, right? Because Ray's still a brother regardless of what his views are, his reality. Ray came out and basically said, Cap, stop milling, man. We get it. Just play football, right? But now Ray's milling. Ray said himself, Ray specifically said he wouldn't kneel, right, because it's disrespectful to the country and all this other stuff. Well, now that the organizations have come together in unison and kneel, why are you kneeling, Ray? Why don't you still stand and say, you know what, I respect the fact that you guys are kneeling, but because of what I believe in and what I stand for, I'm going to stand up. And this is why I have a problem. That's the inconsistency, right? Don't say to me, Calvin, you shouldn't be kneeling. But then when the organization wants to show um, a sense of solidarity, if you will, right? Now it's okay for Ray to kneel. Ray, my friend, I, I, I can't rock with you on this one, Ray, because now I'm wondering, what do you stand for, Ray? And based on you kneeling with the organization, to me, right? I don't know Ray. I don't want to call his brother any names or anything like that. But to me, it seems like you become a corporate puppet in a sense. And I don't respect it, Ray. I, I, I definitely need you to explain yourself. But you know what? I don't. I already see it for what it is. You ain't got to explain that to me, Ray. 
We get it. Yeah, no doubt. I can hear some tap shoes. You know, I can hear, I can hear, I can hear some tap shoes right now from Ray. So you know, listen, it is what it is. What it is from the yeah, homie Ray Lewis, man. and I like Ray Lewis as a football player. You know what I mean? I, I don't do, think anybody well, really. And I have yeah. a lot of respect for Ray Lewis, which is why I'm not going. You know what I mean? Go in on the brother Howard in a barbershop. Shout right. out to Ray Lewis, man. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Ray Lewis. Yeah. So you know, it's it's going to be a crazy day around the NFL today, man. With 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 players and teams deciding how they're going to react. But let let me get your specific thoughts because I, I, it's a lot to get to a lot. So I, would, I want to definitely move on. I don't want to get forty five too much airtime on this right. on this platform. But I do want to ask. What are your thoughts on, uh, and I know you kind of went into it already, but some of the different teams. So now teams are kind of having conversations about what to do in lieu of these comments. You know what I mean? It's the commissioner has come out and, and he made a statement. Um, I know Robert Kraft and a couple of other, other uh, owners and CEOs uh, came out and made some statements. Um, but specifically when you start talking about like the players and, and, and those teams, you know what I mean? It's like, for me, I'll tell you my, I'll tell you my position first and I'll throw it to you. I think mm -hmm. if, I think if it took this to get you to have some type of a stance, you know, I mean, you know, I, I just kind of, you know, I see where you are. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, all right, I see you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, I see where you, I see what's going on right, right. here. Because right. basically what you're telling me is that, see, People kind of get the Kaepernick thing confused. All Kaepernick ever wanted was for somebody just to, you know, he was basically trying to say, hey, I just want people to be aware that in my in my opinion, you know, men, uh, black men are being, you know, uh, killed basically with impunity. Um, and they're largely not, you know, for the, you know, 99 percent of them that, that at least have been publicized. These gentlemen aren't doing anything in terms of, you know. Uh, any, any harm to any officers or, or any civilians at the time that, that they're being apprehended. And so he's just trying to bring light to that. And people are telling him in his very peaceful protest, it wasn't like he's not wearing a, he's not wearing anything on his shirt. He's not cursing anybody out. He's not holding press conferences before or after games. Real, if you're being 100% honest, real talk, Kaepernick really hadn't even said anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? In terms Man, of, in terms Ray of, Lewis was angry because he wanted Kaepernick <laughs> to actually come out and say something. My point exactly. So he's not even really, he's just literally as peaceful as he can, just was taking a knee. I can't say he's still doing it because he's not in the league. So what is your, what are your thoughts just kind of on like how, how guys are potentially going to handle this now moving forward? At least today, at least. It's the circus now, right? Now it's, now social media has got a hold of it. It's the ice bucket challenge. Mm. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Real talk. Most people don't even know why people were doing the ice bucket challenge, man. Think about that. And, and for all you listeners right now, I'm not going to even tell you why uh, they were doing the ice bucket challenge, what initially started it. I want you to go to go on your smartphone right now because I know you're on it. Your attention spans on zero, right? You all got ADHD in the comment section. Go to the next tab. Go to your Google search. Look up the inception of the ice bucket challenge. Why did why did what did it start for? What was the cause? And then you'll get a lot of answers there. But I digress. So it's the ice bucket challenge, and I'm gonna tell you why. I see Stevie Wonder. I'm online right now. Can't make this up. Stevie Wonder kneels, right? And it says the headline is Stevie Wonder kneels as he leads anti-poverty concert. Um, and first of all, this is written terribly. I don't know who wrote this headline. <laughs> Anti-pile, come on, man. But I digress. So it's it's basically saying, right, Stevie Wonder's kneeling for that, and there's another uh, brother next to him kneeling. And then it's talking about celebrities kneeling against Trump. So now this is segue from equality, 
right? And standing up for black people being essentially gunned down, like you said, with impunity, right? It segues from that to now we're kneeling against Trump. So again, I'm going to back up here. So we're not going to kneel against in the fight for equality and the fight against racism, white supremacy, right? We're not going to kneel for that. But we're going to kneel because Trump said these son of a bitches, uh, you know, basically had a tweet that was in summary, like these son of a bitches should be removed. You know, it'd be funny if these son of a bitches were removed and from the, you know, from the stadium for protesting. So now we're in arm. Now, now this has gone too far. So the murders of innocent black people wasn't enough, right? Trump has to tweet out, and now we got to do something about it. I don't respect anybody who um, wasn't kneeling for the cause then, and I don't I don't respect you if your cause for kneeling now is because Trump, you know, basically got your panties in a bunch, right? And let me say this: as far as going forward, Roy, you and Roy, Roy you and I have talked about this several times, man. Listen, why? <laughs> if I'm kneeling or standing for the anthem. It should mean nothing because that that should be part of the course. If we're all really free and we're exercising our freedom, what's the problem? It's weird to me, actually, that everyone has been standing up in unison as much as they have, considering that we're in a free country. There's no way we all believe or stand for the same thing and listen to the national anthem. There is no way we all feel the same exact way about that anthem. So I'm actually disappointed that more people hadn't been milling in the past, right? Because let's be honest, we don't all stand for the same things. We don't all believe in the same stuff. So it's not divisive for people to be milling and standing. Um, what it actually shows is solidarity that we all can come together and say, you know what? We may disagree on this, but we still respect each other's views because we do live in a free country. We do live in a free world. But because everyone has been standing up, you know what that lets me know, Roy? is that we've been afraid to sit down. We've been afraid to kneel. That sounds like a dictatorship to me, sir. That does not sound like a free country. No, and no doubt. And that's why I wanted to, and that's well said, and that's why I wanted to give it to you because, as I stated before, you are the veteran between the two of us. And so, you know, it's a lot of trolls out there that will try to conflate things and try to make it something exactly. that's not, and they'll say, oh, well, this is a, no, 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 this is a veteran saying this. So this isn't someone that, that has not served this country like a lot of these trolls have it. <laughs> a lot of these trolls right. that are, that a lot are of doing. You a 13-year-old snack those punks <laughs> in the comment section. You've never done anything for anyone other than yourself. Again, me serving for this country, I, that doesn't give me the right to do anything. But what it does is it does give you a perspective, right, from someone who has served. So I'll give you my quick summary about serving and um, and rights. So when I was serving, I was serving under the, under the pretense that we're fighting so that we can continue to have these, these rights, right? So we can t- continue to have freedom of speech, so we can continue to have um, freedom of choice. And that's, that, that, those were some of the conditions that I was serving under, knowing that I was protecting these freedoms and these rights and, these, and each individual having their own opinion. So, again, I don't want to go to a stadium or, or um, a field or whatever you want to call it. I don't want to go to any large crowd in which everybody's on one accord about this because now you're not being honest. And then it makes me say again, so are we afraid to express ourselves? And when the commander-in-chief, tweets basically saying that he's disgusted with people who are exercising their rights and their freedom that we've all fought for and that 
people before us have died for. That's disappointing, man. And and furthermore, it's un-American. No, Richie, we're talking. I'm with you. Well said. Let's get back into the sports, man. We gave him. I'm looking at the clock right now. We gave him right at about 16 minutes, and uh, we're done with him now, man. Let's move on, man. Let's let's, let's get it popping. So he did talk about Steph Curry too. So let's go to the NBA yeah. right now. Yeah, he talked about Steph, Steph Curry, and a lot of the, in the NBA players, uh, you know, jumped to Steph's defense, which you know that's that, that's showing some solidarity. That's a good thing. And as you stated, the, the NBA players were much more vocal. Yeah. But let's talk about an NBA player on Steph Curry's team who was vocal, but in a little bit of a different way. He was vocal via Twitter. That's the big homie KD, NBA MVP, KD. the current NBA Finals MVP. Um, some people are saying that he may be the best player in the NBA right now. I still have him second. I, I would still put him second behind uh, uh, LeBron James. But KD came out with this whole Twitter thing where he had a fake Twitter. If you follow us on um, uh, our page on YouTube, Cash actually jumped in right away on this whole thing. And had some choice words for KD. I'm confused by KD. I'll be 100% honest with you. As a Longhorn fan, a Texas Longhorn fan, I love KD in terms of what he did for Texas in that one year. I still consider him a high school player. We'll do another whole show about this uh, uh, probably down the line. But any player that only stays one year at a college, I consider that guy a high school player. But Yeah, that's um, a high school player in my opinion, too. Yeah, but, Don't you know, try to tell me that, you know, uh, 8 to 13 games is going to get you ready for the pros in college. Exactly. I mean, nah. you got a guy like Kyrie Irving who nah. played – I think Kyrie Irving played like 9 or 10 games at Duke. And, you know, you got, right. you got Duke fans who claim – Kyrie Irving, which is which is you know it's just all types of hella weird for me. But anyway, um, you Knock know the KD tweets, man. What's going on with, with 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 Kevin Durant, man? Right now with with the tweets and you know the the fake Twitter account where he's kind of like defending himself, trolling other mm -hmm. people. Weird shit, man. What's going on, KD? Listen, man. I'm gonna try to take my you know my '90s mentality out of this, right? Because we I. I we tend to do that a lot. We got to start thinking of these cats in a new age. It's a new world, right? The new media. Um, so song that song? Isn't it a song, a whole new world? What's that? It's like a Disney movie, right? But go ahead. My bad. My yeah, bad. it's a cold world. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's a cold world. But, um, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm cool with the tweeting and, and, and the uh, social media aspect of KD. I actually like it a lot. I like that he interacts with fans. I like that he responds. Even if people say, hey, why should he Why should he care? Because he's a damn human. That's why he cares. Let's stop acting like when someone makes millions of dollars, all of a sudden their emotions change, right? Like, no, that's a facade. In real life, people care, man. So he should care. He shows that he cares. And I like that about KD, right? Now, let's get to the problem, though. KD created a fake Twitter account to essentially defend his real self, right? KD's Twitter. And so I'm thinking to myself, KD, we talked about this before, right? So let me kind of back up. Let me try to give you all some context. Branding has become these, um, you know, artists or, uh, you know, ball player. Branding has become their number one goal. Not, not the accomplishments individually or not the, the hard work and the sacrificing. It's all, it's all about his brand. So, you would think that, like, KD's publicist or someone would have created a fake account and every now and then, you know, uh, create a mob that would defend KD. But KD wanted to do this himself, right? And it shows to me that um, his psyche 
is very fragile. It's very thin. But that's also been a theme amongst these new this new generation athletes, right, and entertainers, et cetera. Their psyche has been very, you know, very thin. He's easily fractured. And at the end of the day, Roy, you know what this says to me? KD just wants everybody to like him, man. That's all this is about. He's going about it the wrong way because I believe that people really love KD regardless, and he was let off the hook. Um, and, and Westbrook became the bad guy, right? I guess taking too many shots will make you a bad person. I don't know. Ask Kobe, right? But, it, but it, I digress. Um, KD has a he has a very fragile psyche. He wants everybody to like him. He's very much like LeBron. LeBron just you know didn't create a fake Twitter account, but they have a very similar psyche, man. What are your thoughts? No, that's what I, I was actually. You kind of stole a little bit of my thunder there at the end. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say if you remember yeah. when LeBron went to Miami when he took his talents to South Beach, you dig? Yeah. Um, LeBron, he started trying to verbally say and talk about how he's going to embrace wearing the black hat. He's, hey, I'm going to, you know, hey, that's cool, you know, da, da, da. And it just wasn't LeBron. It just, nope. it, it just isn't him. And He's a nice guy, man. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing, you know, not everybody is Kobe Bryant or Russell Westbrook or, 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 or Jeffrey Jordan. Not everybody right. is one of these guys who can really well, embrace hold on. that. Hold on. Hold on, let me. You know, I'm gonna let you finish. Uh, shout out to Kanye. I'm gonna let you finish, but <laughs> hey, we gotta quit letting Jordan off the hook. Jordan had a fragile psyche, and why I'm saying that because the media, right? Everything they did, they placated to Michael Jordan. That's what the media did. They they pampered this guy. I remember seeing an interview in which Mike was upset that they asked him about like I, I don't know if he came in late or something like that to practice, and they asked him about it. Then Mike started talking about how. You know, he won't share stuff with the media moving forward that he has to answer these questions. And because Mike was coddled by the media. So I, I can't say Mike was ever on the defense, ever, right? He was the golden boy. He was the chosen one. So, yeah, we got to remove Mike away from this this whole mentality that he had a tough psyche. Because in reality, I, I, I don't think so. And we don't got enough evidence to show that Mike had a tough psyche when it came to the media. Let's be honest. Well, I think the media was different then, but I'd have to do the. I, I have to get the information. I'm gonna roll with Jeff on this one. I'm gonna roll with Jeff Jordan on nah, this I, one. I'm not gonna roll. I'm, I'm not gonna roll with I'm Jeff not gonna roll Jordan. With anyone that the, the media coddles the guy. I don't know how you roll with a guy. That but the you media gotta think. Never said anything. They never had a real critique about this gentleman. But we gotta think about what it. Do you mean? Well, we gotta think about it though. Where the media was then versus now. You dig what I, I mean? I agree. The media so, was in the, in the, the, media the media took was care at the mercy of the players. Back right. The, the media took care of of those superstar players back. You they had to. Right. There was no league yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so the, the so the media they didn't took even care. The NBA would last that right. So the media took care of those guys. What I'll say Which for proves my point. What I'll say for Jeffrey is that his psyche seems to be stronger in terms of put it like this. We can't say that he faced a lot of criticism because that, that that just no wouldn't be that, that just wouldn't be no correct, criticism. right? That just wouldn't be None. that just wouldn't be correct. But the one thing yeah. I will say about None. him, the one thing I, I will say about him, is that he tends to I would put his personality much more in line with Kobe and Westbrook in terms of being vicious. See, the reason I think LeBron and KD are similar, and the reason they do some of the things off the court. Is because on the court you can kind of see the same thing. They're not as vicious as those other gentlemen that I mentioned. 
You know what I mean? They don't right, right. In terms of how they play and how they get that right, that they're not they're not I, as I vicious. And I think I that I agree with you that way. Yeah, and I think that shows up in their personality. Their per those guys. Listen, if we're all being honest, I would say LeBron James and Kevin Durant are probably much better human beings than the other three guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're probably well, much listen, better like, human I beings. I like Westbrook, so I, I, I ain't listen. Kid let me hey, let, let I, me I be honest. Hold on, let me. I'm saying that. Wrong. I'm saying that. I'm sitting and let you talk about my best friend. Westbrook like that. I'm saying that while I can, in my opinion, Kobe Bryant's the best player in the history of basketball, and right now Russell Westbrook is my favorite player to watch. I'm just saying, uh -huh. if I'm being honest about who's probably a, uh, uh, you know, let me get on my Sean Hannity, right? Uh, who who would you rather have a beer with? <laughs> Westbrook, because what KD gonna do? Hey. KD gonna go to the bar. KD gonna be like, oh man, I got this, man. You know what I'm saying? Was a good guy, pays everything. Y'all gonna think he had the greatest night in the world. You gonna hit KD up, his number changed, and he gonna be like, damn, KD, what happened, bro? Like, yeah, I don't man, know, Ward, man. Ward, Ward ran I out feel of like path, I can have. Man, I feel like I put it like this. I feel like I have. I feel like at some point, uh, uh, Westbrook or Kobe would start like a, a a weird competition in the bar, and then you know now I gotta like try to like you know beat him in hey, something. I'm a you know what I mean? Let's get it. I just wanna hey, I just wanna have a drink. I just wanna have a drink, man. Speaking of drinks. Well, I just wanna be around somebody that's honest. And speaking that's not of, KD because he's creating. How is he hold on? Right how is, well well see, so that uh, now that part I don't okay. agree with. Yeah, now that part I don't agree with. Now that's this whole conversation about him him did this honest. Now and that part such I, a fragile psyche. But I think that's because now that Unreal. now with me you'll get no arguments on that. But that's because uh -huh. I don't think I don't think that he actually I think he panicked and we've had the discussion previously. I think he panicked when he went to to to, to Golden State. I don't think that he ever wanted re really to leave. But I think es I blame ESPN one hundred percent for this. They created this environment. To where they now start ranking players and telling players who's good and who's not good based on who based won a ring. Based Yeah, based period. on if you want a ring yep. or not. And I think. Hey, but I never hear Robert Ory's name, though, you know, when, when, when they talk about the great. <laughs> you know, funny to me, too. It's just funny. Shout out to hey, Big Shot Bob. It's just funny to me how, you know, we give all this credit to teams that win these championships, but when, it, when it's time to really start talking about the guys, they keep bringing up the same names. So if we're really being honest, there's a Mount Rushmore of players that the media created, right? There's a Mount Rushmore, and it seems like the media, as, as, as many stats as they have, um, they can't think of anybody outside of, like, I don't know, six or seven players. They never bring up Elijah Wine. They never bring up these other greats who are going chip. So like you said, the media has created this ideology that if you don't win a chip, Right. You're essentially a nobody. Exactly. That's essentially. And the thing is, here's the thing. You're never going to be better than my, and this is based on what the media told us. You'll never be better than Magic. You'll never be better than Michael. You'll never be better than, uh, I mean, I, at this point, they are saying LeBron's better than Larry. So shout out to them for at least, you know, admitting that, right? But it's certain people, uh, you'll never be better than um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Right. There's certain people that they just decided that no matter what you do, you're not going to be better than these people. And it's unfortunate that the players, man, that they, they allow the media to dictate what they feel about themselves. Like a lot of these players and the Kobe's, the Westbrook's, they don't think that way. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. They, 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 they walk to the, you know, to their own beat, if you will. So, but listen, man, long story short, K KD got a fragile psyche. LeBron does. 
we do we do agree that Westbrook and Kobe, you know, they're one of a kind though. So I hate really putting them in there because most a lot of these players they're just fragile. You know what I'm saying? They really care too much, and it affects them in a negative way. And let me say this, right? With with, with some of these guys, it's it's them. It, let me see where I, I want to put this because I I don't want to be too harsh. It's them being human in a way, right? Because yeah, they are it. they are sensitive. Being, yeah, so they are sensitive to certain things. With that being said, um, I think sometimes you kind of got to just get get away from some of that stuff, man. Just not even worry about any of that stuff that people are saying and just do. Because here's the deal, right? If you're LeBron James, even let's say when he first moved to um, to South Beach, when he first went to Miami, you know, so this is, you know, a few years back. If you're LeBron James at that point, it's only what three guys on planet Earth who any who are anywhere near your level in your profession. That was it. It was like three guys. It was like him, I would say him, Kobe at that point, and probably maybe even KD at that time. You know what I mean? But right. it, it, But essentially it was three guys on the planet Earth who were anywhere in his stratosphere, <laughs> in his profession. And so hey, you letting a you letting a guy from ESPN tell you exactly you that's my point. You only have it's it, it's you and two other guys in the on the planet who are anywhere near you, but yet you let somebody who's doing the you know uh, the noonday sports center basically you know affect your mental state by you know by interjecting the fact that you've lost multiple championships and you did this and you did that. And hey, maybe he's not that good. And like you said, right. we, no one ever brings up Dominique Wilkins. People never bring no. up, you know, guys like that who are excellent NBA players. Let me say, not say excellent, but who are great NBA players. Well, I'm about to say Dominique's in the top fifty. Yeah, apparently. he's a great NBA player, and people never bring up Dominique Wilkins in terms of no. being a great player. Right now, I understand that that Vince Carter's still playing. Right. But if once he finally retires, when we go back and look at Vince Carter's career, bro, listen, Vince, you're Unbelievable not, yeah, not going to find 20 players better than Vince Carter in his prime. You just yeah, won't. That's the thing. It's funny because Vince Carter probably is top 10 at his position, right? What is it, small forward, technically? Uh, yeah, I would, yes, I would, yeah, small forward, small forward. Right. He's probably a top 10 small forward all time. See, and this is what I talk about, right? We don't bring up Vince Carter ever, but in the history of basketball, He's probably in the top ten. I would love to see a top ten list of small forwards all the time. That's a hell of a list, by the way. It's not like those guys are. I mean, that's to me probably one of the most difficult lists because there's so many incredible. But mm. Vince Carter is probably top ten. Yeah, and, and when you talk about small about forwards, that. no, real talk. Small <laughs> forward is a very. That's a hell of a position because you it's know. A hell of a position. You can you can be a little bit larger and, and, and play some power forward, or you can be a little quicker yep. and play some, and play some two guard. A lot of small forwards also guard point guards. So if you're a small yep. forward, you kind of a you're a Swiss Army knife on some real ish. Yep. You dig? You're so you're talking about so, so let's let's run through it real quick and then we'll move on to, the, to a different topic. So you got like a Scottie Pippen, right? You got obviously you got uh, a Larry Bird at small forward. You got LeBron. LeBron, you got KD. You got KD. Um, mm-hmm. You got Big Game James. James Worthy. George Ger- George Gervin. Iceman yeah. Gervin. Um, the new yeah. the new Hall of Famer Tracy McGrady. Um, yep. So that's why it's kind of some of those guys are kind of small forwards and two guards. You know what I mean? But they're kind of interchangeable. Uh, Paul George. Paul George. You got um, you got the truth. Paul Pierce. I mean, you got yep. some. When you start talking about that small balls. forwards, you're talking you talking about some, some real. It, you're talking about some Grand real Hill. good 
Grant Hill. We're going to do a whole NBA yeah. show. We're going to do a whole NBA show coming up. Well, we just got to go through all these guys, man, and just kind of just chop it up about some of these dudes because a dude like Grant Hill doesn't really get his card. Hey, but let's keep moving on the NBA, man. But but before I do, I do want to tell everybody what I'm sipping today. I'm actually sipping something that I'm trying out a little something new. This is uh, uh, from the Brooklyn Brewery. It's Brooklyn brand beer. It's uh, their Oktoberfest. It's actually pretty, pretty, pretty good. It, it ain't too bad. Uh, but it's from the Brooklyn okay. Brewery, so shout out to them, man. I met up with one of the dudes, and we chopped up some game, and uh, we may be having a sponsor coming on through them. We'll see how that goes, but I'm sipping it yeah, right now. Say, hold on, yeah, man. Yeah, You're giving yeah. a lot of shout outs right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. No, you I'm, know shout, I'm shouting can't, them out. We can't get no more free, Randy. We yeah. working, though. We working. We working, so, you know, we'll we'll yeah. see how that goes. I'll keep y'all posted, man, but yeah, shout out to them for that, um, um, for that little, uh, uh, for that little, uh, 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 Freebie they that, that they sent my way, you dig? To uh okay. to uh test out a little yeah, bit. Know, so yeah, that's working I, I, with I, I, I ain't seen that paperwork, so we might have to have a conversation after this, you know, so you can free stuff, you know. I, I ain't oh, get listen, the memo, make, but you know. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, I ain't get the memo, you know. You get free stuff, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I ain't get nothing we, in the mail, unreal. We working. We working, man. Uh, hey, we working. I hear you, Kevin Durant. You we working. Deals. Right, <laughs> we working, right. man. We out I'm here working. I'm just over here, man. I'm just trying to get a triple double, baby. Hey, man. We out here working, man. But listen, let's well, stay. Listen, I, I got something that the people should drink too. Then, no man. doubt, no you, doubt. You, since you got some side deals going on with brewing companies, listen. This is for all mankind, man. This is the greatest drink on earth. Drink you some goddamn oh. water. That's what you need to drink. <laughs> Goddamn H2O, baby. All mankind. This dude says water. H2O, baby. Yeah, I'm sobering up, man. I had a long night with that Tito's on the rocks last night. Long baby. night? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We out here bending some corners. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uber, though. Uber everywhere. I don't drive. Uber, Uber. Yeah, I don't do no driving, man. Uber everywhere. Hey, hold on. Listen, this is People's Chant Radio, you dig? And we talk sports and pop culture. So I got to throw this in there when you said Uber. Because one of the big proponents of Uber, and then he moved on, was my man Kevin Hart. He was a huge proponent of, of hey, man, I ain't going to get you know caught up in this stuff no more with drinking and driving, man. I'm going to get an Uber. And I think more recently, he now has like a, like, like a big van. That he has that he's driven in from place to place, but mm -hmm. the, the big homie recently got caught up. He got caught mm -hmm. up in these streets. Mm -hmm. Listen, it's real in these streets. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. real in mm -hmm. these streets, my dude. You understand what I'm saying? So the homie got yeah. caught out here in these streets, man. And and I don't want to beat up on the homie too heavy because he been taking it. Uh, <laughs> pause, but he been taking it kind of heavy the last the last week or so. Um, but anything on, uh, on on Kevin Hart, man? I know you heard about this. Um, you know, divorce. Uh, the divorce rate is sixty percent, right? Sixty. So it was a sixty percent chance that they weren't going to make it in the first place. Real talk. So you know, not surprised. Um, and I think the worst thing about Kevin is that he came out and said so much Hallmark card BS about how his wife was his rib and he's older now and. He's not going to make the same mistakes he made in the past, right, by cheating on his previous wife. Um, because what happens is now Naomi looking at, you know, you crazy, right? Like, yo, you know, you saying all this Hallmark card stuff. And, you know, you got Kevin Hart out here. got the brothers out here looking crazy. It's like the Beyonce put a ring on it. And all of a sudden, it's some extra pressure, you dig, uh, on, on the fellas at the crib because Kevin Hart saying all this Hallmark card crap. 
and women are like, hey, you know, men need to be more like Kevin Hart and, you know, and all this stuff, right? And the next thing you know, the big homie having a threesome on, on an iPhone. <laughs> you know? Well, listen, man. Clearly, oh, clearly, yeah. he didn't listen to the Jay Z album, man. Never go, Eric Benet. Never go, <laughs> Never Eric go. Benet. Never go, Eric Benet. So, shout hey, out to Jay. Kevin. Did go, Eric Benet? He did. did. So, so that's yeah, why. I'm, shout out hey. to Jay for like for cheating on his wife and then like throwing Eric Benet under the bus. But hey, listen, no man. Bernay, listen, one of no. the greatest songs of all time. But listen, no. Hope, when you think of me, one of the greatest songs of all time. Hove did that, so hopefully you ain't have yeah, to go hey, through hey, that. Hey, Jay, Jay got an affinity for throwing cats under the bus, right? Like, hey, you know, he got on future about, you know, in the future, they'll be playing football with your son, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, man, Hobie throwing some liberals out there, man. Shout out to Eric Grenado, man. He got a beautiful, he got a beautiful wife, man. Shout out to Eric Grenado. Eric Grenado. Hilarious. Anyway, hey, man. Because real talk, hey, yeah, yeah. stand on there for a quick second. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Holly Berry, um, you know, because she out here, you know, everybody, she's with divorces, Right? Hey, listen so, on, know, this, I, on this platform, right. on this platform on this platform we we won't do we won't do Halle Berry slander on this platform no oh, look we hey to. I'll go Halle Bill O'Reilly I'll go no I'll go Bill O'Reilly and cut your mic I will cut your mic Bill O'Reilly style in here we'll hey, cut your no a, no hey, hold Halle on cut his mic I just cut his mic 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 don't worry about it we. We're gonna cut we gonna cut his mic for a second because you know clearly we're not gonna do Holly Berry slander on this we, we just won't do it. I won't stand for it. Nope, won't do it. Can't do it. Can't win with him. <laughs> I'm, I'm on my mic singletary right now. Cannot coach him. Can't play with him. Can't do it. Can't do it, man. Alright, you good now? You back now? Nope, nope, nope. He on some Stacy Dash talk now. Nope, can't do it. We're gonna shut his mic down. We're gonna shut his mic down again. Let's see if he's back ready. Alright, we good now. We good now. Alright, we cut we cut his mic, dog. We go Bill O'Reilly, right? We cut his mic. Cut his damn mic, man. Cut his mic, man. My man Bill O'Reilly. I got my training for media via Bill O'Reilly. Cut his mic. Hey, sounds about right. Hey man, let's talk about Kyrie Irving, man. He uh he was on um uh, with the big homies on first take, yeah, man. Uh -huh. And them and um a lot of people had a lot of feelings, man, about about how he came across, some of the stuff he said. When I heard it, I was thinking that's about what I thought from a guy who is a fan of Kobe. That's how a, a guy who rocks with Kobe and the reason I bring up Kobe is because you gotta understand a lot of these guys that are in the NBA now. Basically, they're 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 they were raised by Kobe, basketball wise. You dig what I'm saying? These these new guys, and you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't no, know. yeah, no, I don't no, no. Know. These are Kobe babies. Um, you look at the because kid. Because you just told me about Kobe having a, a psyche, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, uh, iron class psyche, and yeah, we yeah. just talked about the biggest superstars then. Yeah, but he most, he's an know. older superstar now though. He's an old LeBron James is an older statesman, an older statesman now. I will give you some. I will give you some Kobe's babies that you're talking about. I only got like two of them right now. I no. got Westbrook and Kyrie. Who are these other guys you talking about? Everybody in the NBA that's Kyrie's age or younger is he was raised by Kobe. Think about the the kid that they just uh, drafted to the Celtics. I can't remember his name. I'm talking my head though from uh, from Duke. He talked about how like Kobe was his favorite player. And he felt a little weird going to the Celtics. All these guys are Kobe babies now. Wow! Yeah, I these didn't guys. Know are, he said that. Yeah, these guys are Kobe. Yeah, these guys are Kobe babies. Make no mistake, these are Kobe babies. 
This these guys. Listen, were, I'm not gonna say you a Kobe baby. These guys are, I'm gonna Kobe say it. Nike. I'm gonna say it because Kobe Bryant is the greatest basketball player any of you people have ever seen in your life, and I stand by okay. that. Okay. And I stand on that. And I got Dr. J. Well, I can't. Uh, how can I disagree with you? Because I didn't see most of his games, so I can't. That's hey, I ain't thing. never seen Dr. J play a game in my life. I got Dr. J. <laughs> So I should, so I should start rocking yeah. with El, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna rock with Elgin Baylor then. We're just gonna go like with him. we're just gonna go with dudes that like we never seen but we know they Hall of Famers. I'm gonna go with Elgin. Yeah, you know, man, hey, I'm gonna rock with Dr. J. You man. know other people that say that are people and we we gonna get on Andre Ward in a little bit and talk about boxing, but people say the same thing about a guy like about a guy um, when they're talking about like who who's the best boxer ever. And everybody always says, "Well, Sugar Ray Robinson." Well, listen, bro, I don't know right. about y'all. I, where's all this Sugar Ray Robinson tape at? Yeah. When I hear a lot of uh, the dominant society telling me that he was the greatest boxer ever, I start thinking about things outside of boxing. And uh, but but I digress, man. Let's stay on topic, man. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Kyrie Irving, man. Um, so I'm listening to the Kyrie Irving talk, and listen. Um, let me be honest about this because I I had one take that I was gonna say, but I want to be intellectually honest when I say this, right? Um, mm-hmm. Should he have chopped it up with LeBron James? I'm going to say yes. Did he owe it to LeBron James? No. And the reason I say no is because of LeBron James's personal track record. And I'm a LeBron fan. Um, from his basketball talent on and off the floor, I like LeBron. But listen, LeBron's a guy, and in my opinion, he holds the not only his team, but I feel like he holds the NBA hostage every time his contract is up. I think that's a good thing for LeBron. I think that he has worked his ass off and he's earned the right to to basically do that. Now, with that being said, if you're a guy with the talent level of a Kyrie Irving, you feel like, yo, I don't, I don't, I don't got to sit around and wait for this. I don't got to, you know, be in this environment if I don't want to. Um, LeBron decided to have a whole production and, you know, take his talents to South Beach. Um, Kyrie right. didn't have a whole production. He decided, yo, I'm just going to leave. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah, listen, you one thing I'll give Kyrie credit for, because apparently when he was talking on ESPN, this has been something he had thought he, he had been thinking about for a long time, but you he never he, he, it didn't seem like it affected his play. Um, this yeah. wasn't this wasn't something that he made a uh, a storyline throughout the season. Is Kyrie going to leave? Is he going to stay? He didn't do that. He played basketball. He tried to win the, uh, uh, another NBA championship. Once the season was over, he went to management and said, "I like to be traded." You know, so yeah. that's it for me. I mean, I respect I respect what Kyrie did. Yeah, man. Um... I think if I'm Kyrie, and I'm trying to think from his perspective, it's really simple. LeBron's contract's up. Everybody in the barbershop is talking about LeBron's not going to be in Cleveland. Do you think Kyrie may have a little inclination as to if LeBron's going to be in Cleveland or not? That's right? what I, that's what I so, think. Yeah, yeah. Right. So people in the barbershop are talking about it. And you know damn well everybody else is talking about it, right? So if if Kyrie has to even think for a second that LeBron may not be here for a team that was built around him after LeBron made the organization re-sign J.R. Smith for all that money, which last year he showed me he's absolutely not worth that type of extension. Um, And it's not because of his talent at all. I always question how in love with the game of basketball J.R. Smith is. Phenomenal talent. We talked about Vince Carter earlier. He has that type of ability, period. Uh, unfortunately, you know, for him, I don't believe he has that kind of drive or will, especially after all he's gone through, you know, with his child, God bless him and his family. But it seemed like that took a lot out of him. And I, I saw last year he just didn't seem as interested in basketball 
as he has been in the past. And, and I don't believe he's he's been that interested anyway, to be honest. I think he's just uber-talented. You got to digress. So, if I'm Kyrie, I'm just thinking to myself, so I got to be on this team, right, with all these guys built around LeBron, and he's holding this team hostage, which is his right. Like you said, he deserves to hold them hostage, especially after the racism that, you know, Dan Gilbert displayed with that letter that he wrote, right? That open letter that he wrote uh, excoriating LeBron James as a man, right? Um, but if you're Kyrie, you don't want to be held under this thumb of LeBron James. You want to go out there and be confident that everything's in place for you as well, right? Because it isn't all, all, it isn't all about LeBron. You're a superstar in your own right. You dig? So Kyrie's making the best move for him as an individual. And, man, I, I got to tell you, bro, so much respect because he, he basically what he did was the opposite of what KD did, right? KD went somewhere where he knew he was securing a ring. Kyrie went somewhere to secure his legacy because we all know that no one's looking at Kyrie as He's a champion. They're looking at Kyrie like he was a closer on a championship team, but LeBron's the boss. But don't you think it makes it a little bit easier for Kyrie because he does have that ring kind of in, in in his back pocket? No, you don't I think. Don't. I'm turning. I'm, I'm nope. saying. I'm saying in terms of making that decision to leave when you already have a ring in your back pocket now. Because here, here's what I think. I agree 100 percent with what you're saying. I just think that mm -hmm. where, where I take it after that is that. The reason that he's that comfortable and that confident in doing that, because now, like you said, it's about legacy. So the way I looked at it was, okay, now he's leaving. He has a ring, so he's good mm -hmm. there. So that checks off the, the the guys at ESPN can't mess with me box, right? So now I got my ring. Now I'm going to go ahead and just do my legacy thing. That's the way I took a look at it. Oh, I see what you did there. Okay, so Roy forgot that ESPN and the, and, and, and the guys, you know, the big wigs in the, in the media, right, sports media, aren't consistent. So now the new narrative is, well, Kyrie, you love LeBron. You only got that ring because of LeBron. Right, Let's right. Let's see if you – because, listen, they're gonna, their narrative is going to be, you were right to leave if you win without LeBron. It's the right. Kobe Shaq thing, right? Exactly. The Lakers were right in removing Shaquille O'Neal and not re-signing him to another $100 million deal. Right. Only if Kobe went without him, and which Kobe did. Had they lost, everybody would have been talking about how they should have never got rid of Shaq and Kobe's overrated. So it's going to be the same thing with Kyrie. And now that's where, but that's where me and Kyrie separate. Because I, I think mm -hmm. that in, I think in, Kyrie, in Kyrie's mind, he truly believes that he can win a championship by well, not by himself. He has some other all stars in Boston, but he thinks that he can win in Boston. So no one wins it by himself. This right. guy's Michael Jordan. But I think but that I, I think in his brain, he believes that he can win a championship in Boston. Now I differ from him. I don't think he they can to win. Believe that right. Like, so you don't want him to believe that? <laughs> no, I do <laughs> want him to believe that. I just, I just don't think they, they that they can win a championship in Boston. I don't. I look at that roster, and then I look at. Even, even I, I think Cleveland can beat them. And then don't get me started on the well, West. I can probably name you three teams yeah. in the West I would take over them. Won. So, right. um, you know, I don't think that they can win one. But I think that he truly believes that, which is why he left. Which, you know, hey, listen, we'll see um, the Golden State Warriors. And I know people hate when I say this, but three years ago, they won a championship because a lot of teams got hurt in the playoffs. That's Those Absolutely. are facts. I don't care what anybody yep. says. Those are absolute facts. <laughs> you know what I mean? They Absolutely. won a chip because people got hurt. Um, yeah. And that is what started this whole Golden State Warriors thing. In my opinion, 
if a couple of teams aren't hurt or just one team isn't hurt in that run, we understand if we can go back in time and one of those teams in in that playoff run isn't hurt, we're having a totally different conversation about the entire NBA right now. But hey, listen, man, don't let facts get in the way of a good story, right? Real the Warriors know they're smarter than everybody, and Steph Curry's a two-time MVP, unanimous decision MVP, and Draymond Green's the greatest all-around player in the history of basketball, and they got the greatest shooting backcourt ever. Don't let all those other little facts get in the way of a good story. Hey, let's talk, let's talk about this, though. This this just broke um, yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. Staying in the NBA my dude, Carmelo Anthony, is a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder now. It's I know they're mm. still kind of technically working it out. It's not 100% official. But it uh, looks like that trade, Ennis Cantor, um, Doug McDermott, I also think like a, a draft pick um, for Carmelo Anthony. So Carmelo is going to join Paul George and the big homie Westbrook um, mm-hmm. along with Adams and, and, and that crew in OKC. Now, it's my conjecture that that basically sets up the Western Conference Finals for us now between Oklahoma City and Golden State. Right. Um, You talk about Carmelo Anthony, straight-up scorer, can get buckets. Um, Listen, I'm seeing these these, uh, hoodie hoodie mellow uh, videos of, of him wearing a hoodie in these workouts and in these pickup games. He looks to be slimming down. But he is, you know, getting a little bit, little, little bit long in the tooth in terms of NBA career. Um, we had a, a brief conversation about this yesterday. I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if it works. I don't know how it works at this point yet. So we got to see. So all my comments from this point forward are going to be contingent on if this works. Because I don't know if this is going to work. Right. But if it mm-hmm. somehow works between OKC, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat the Golden State Warriors. Just because, I mean, they got shit. When you look up and you got three All-Stars, how you know how can you be surprised that three All-Stars win a game? Mm. So we were talking about this yesterday in depth. We probably wasted too much ammo on it, right? Because we, you know, we, we we had a you know repetitive conversation about this. But yesterday, you know, you were saying that you, you were. You were surprised that people were saying that they'd be surprised if this team beats the Warriors, right? Yeah, I was shocked that people would be shocked. Like, to and I'm me, gonna say this. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, yeah, and I agree. I was like, man, why would you be shocked? Right? You got three All Stars. Well, I'll tell you why I'll be shocked. I would, I wouldn't have been shocked yesterday. Talk, I wasn't saying I was shocked yesterday talking about it, but now thinking about it and listening to you lay it down like that is here's the problem. Paul George and Melo have both, for me personally, been question marks. I don't know how great Paul George is. And it's because I didn't really get to watch him a lot, right, being in that market in Indiana, right? I don't know how great he is. I don't know if he's a closer. I don't know if he's a, you know what I mean, if he's a guy in a crunch time that you can depend on. I don't know who he is throughout the game. Let Let me ask you this. Do you think Westbrook can do those things, though? Absolutely. He's okay. So he then got, you don't need. So then at, at that point, then you don't need Paul George to be those things. If you think Westbrook can do that. Yeah. Here's the problem, though, and this is what this is where people forget that you know this is not a video game, right? Westbrook did what he did because he had an entire team around him, right? That was literally uh, on ball screening, on ball screening, blocking out for him. They were literally like, Westbrook, here's your ball, go. Right? 
do your thing. Now Westbrook's on a team with two NBA first-team caliber players, right? That's a huge question mark. You don't just insert two other guys that can really do it and then say, okay, well, if he did that with those guys, no, that team is built around him. It's the Allen Iverson thing and it's with the 76ers. We talk about this all the time. They had to get rid of guys like Stackhouse and, and Larry Hughes because Allen Iverson wasn't having it. He was at his best when he had a bunch of role players around him. Do we agree with that? No. Listen, that's a valid point, and and I do agree with you. But here's what I'll say. That's a little bit different with Westbrook, is that Westbrook, when they went to the finals, he played, it was Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Serge Ibaka, and um, you had James Harden on that team as well. So that team was a really good team. So he's played with a really good talent before, and also in that finals with really good talent on his team, he averaged 30 against the Miami Heat. So he's shown, at least to me, that even with good talent on his team, he can still do his thing. No, this see, that's the thing. I'm not talking about Westbrook. I was telling you the question marks of the other guy. Westbrook is going to do him. Now, when Westbrook's doing him, is that making Melo better? Is that going to make Paul George better? I don't know. So what I can't do is just look at what he did with less talent and say, oh, well, with more talent. No, no, because he's an unconventional type of player. Westbrook's a master combo guard, right? Right. And so when I look at Melo, I ask myself, man, how is Melo going to impact this team? Because what they need is presence on the inside. They need some defense. They need rebounding. They need someone to be able to play around Westbrook, if you will. Melo's extremely ball-dominant. Probably one of the most ball-dominant people in the NBA, right? Top five, top three, maybe. So... You enter him. I believe that Paul George can play in any setting. I don't believe that he's a ball dominant guy. I don't believe that Paul George. I believe that Paul George's mentality is a uh, is a is a Robin kind of guy, right? Like, yo, somebody else be Batman, I'll be Robin. I believe that that's what Paul George will be at his best. So I really don't have a problem with Paul. I just don't. I don't believe in Melo, right? And I don't believe in that fit with Melo with that team. So I think ultimately. Westbrook can, you know, I believe that that team, let me ask you this real quick. What do you see them being seeded in the playoffs in the West? That's interesting. That's a good he question. Was fifth, he was fifth seed, yeah. like, without those guys. Right, right. I, like I said, I think that there are, that they are the second best team in the West right now. Now, when you talk mm-hmm. about seeding, I don't know if they'll finish there, just because obviously it's going to take a learning curve for them to try to figure things out. Um, but I would say top four. I would say that, that they should finish top four. Um, so in the West, yeah. So they're basically a seed better, right, than what Westbrook did the other guys. So again, I just me personally, I'm not a believer in Carmelo Anthony. I think he's offense, and that's it. And that's not what Oklahoma City needs. They need some other things. Westbrook can and to give you all the offense in the world. They need other stuff. You yeah, know but let I mean? me ask. They but, need, but but here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. You're you're not defensively. You're not going to because of the rules in the NBA now. You can't stop the Warriors. You're gonna have to score points to keep up with the Warriors. Do you agree there? Absolutely. So that's why they mellow becomes very valuable. Because here's the thing, right? Let's just go old school, right? You picking up teams on the playground between the Warriors and 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 the Golden State Warriors. I'm sorry, the Warriors and the Thunder. Now, the first pick, um, 
some people yeah, may say it's controversial, but let's just say for the sake of argument, the first pick is KD. The second pick is Westbrook. Now, you can flip those two picks however you see fit in terms of your mind. Right. But I think everybody would agree those are the first two picks, right? Westbrook and KD are the first two picks. The third pick probably is going to be Steph, right? It's going to probably be Steph. Um, but then after that, I think I think you could probably go Paul George, the fourth pick. So now you're, kinda, you're two and two, so I'm just breaking it down. So now you probably go Paul George. And then that that next pick, do you go Melo or do you go Clay Thompson? Who do you like more there? Is gonna be the thing. I like Clay. I like Clay. He's much much more valuable than Carmelo. See, when you get a guy like Clay who can guard three positions and <laughs> arguably the greatest, you know, shooter in the history of basketball. I'll take Clay Thompson. And that becomes the thing, right? Is that how are these guys going to be utilized? Because I agree with you that right now the way Clay Thompson is utilized is utilized in that offense. You might lean toward Clay Thompson, but we haven't seen how Melo's going to fit with these guys yet. Melo may right. come in there and just may be comfortable with being the third wheel and coming in there and just knocking down open jump shots. He's going to get a. This is going to be the first time in Melo's career that he's going to get to play one on one without a double team. I think sometimes yeah. people forget about stuff like that. So you got you get guys. That's what I think makes the Warriors so good is that all those guys get to play one on one. Because who are you going to come off of? You can't come off anybody on that score. You can't even come off Draymond Green because he can he can start getting it getting getting warm and then he can light you up a little bit from three. So who do you really? I mean, obviously, if you got to pick a guy, it's going to be off of Draymond out of everybody else, or you know, rotate your center, whoever that's going to be, Javale McGee or whoever that's going to be. But you know, now we try to figure out how Carmelo fits in there, and if he fits in from a standpoint of he's comfortable in his role, he's going to you know knock down jump shots. We'll see if he picks it up off uh, uh, defensively. But we know Paul George plays both sides of the ball. We know Westbrook plays both sides of the ball. Um, I think if they meet up in a series, that's an interesting series because who guards Westbrook? I don't because I, I think in years past it's always been Klay Thompson, but now Klay Thompson guards Westbrook. Now who guards Paul George? So I don't know if they're going to be able to hide Steph Curry like they've been able to do in years past. So I'm looking at the Western Conference, Golden State, and I'm looking at last year's, uh, you know, standings, right? So Golden State, San Antonio, Houston finished third, and the Clippers. I got Oklahoma City over the clip, right? So that will place them in that fourth spot. I got, um, I got the Houston Rockets over Oklahoma City for one reason and one reason only. I believe that all the parts that Houston has maximizes that system. Right? That's what I personally believe that the parts that they have maximize their system with the insertion of Chris Paul. Now, so, you know, I still have San Antonio number two because of the system, not because of the players, because I believe in Greg Popovich and I believe in that system. I mean, I wish to God they could get LaMarcus Allridge out of there, but, you know, that ship sailed, right? It is what it is. Um, maybe they'll, tra I don't know who they trade him for at this point, but I just don't like what he does in the playoffs. He falls apart. Uh, but the thing is, is just looking at Oklahoma City, I'm expecting Oklahoma City, um, man, I I'm expecting them to get knocked off right before the Western Conference Finals. That's what I'm expecting mm. from them. I don't So who do you see them, you see them losing to? You see them losing to Houston or San Antonio? Absolutely. I just don't believe in Carmelo, man. I, I have, he'd have to prove me wrong, basically. I like Paul George a lot because I believe he's a Swiss Army Knight. He can play with any team. He can he can go to a team and not disrupt the flow of things. 
but I don't believe in Carmelo Anthony. So he, for me, is the X factor. Where I put it like this: as Carmelo goes, Oklahoma City's will, Thunder will go. We know what we're going to get from Westbrook. We know what we're going to get from Paul George. I'm willing to rock that's with you I'm on that. On. No, I, I'm willing to rock with you on that. I think that's a true statement. Um, it's going to listen. This is the first time in a very long time, maybe ever in his career. I'm trying to look back. I don't think that any of those, even when those Denver Nuggets teams were good, I don't think anybody really thought that they could beat those Lakers teams in 2009, 2010. No, it's Kobe and Shaq, man. Like, well, I'm no, not no, no. going to sit here and say you should beat. No, no, no. This, this is the 9-10 and 10 team. So, I mean, it, it was still oh. Kobe. It, it, it's Kobe, yeah. Gasol, Lamar Odom, uh, Bynum, well, and that crew. So, they, they weren't beating those listen. guys either. <laughs> listen, I know, I, listen, I know Paul, uh, Paul Gasol's name doesn't ring fear, right, in the hearts of, uh, you know, average everyday basketball guy. Uh, Paul Gasol was just like, what, number one or number two power for the NBA? So, I, I, listen, I don't know how people think of Paul Gasol, but when that trade happened, everyone who knew basketball knew that the, uh, the Lakers would be in the fight. No, everyone who knew basketball was saying, oh, my God, they got Paul Gasol, you kidding me? Real talk. So, again, he, his name doesn't strike fear, right, because of his play style. Real Not talk. like Dirk Nowitzki. When you talk about dirt, people are like, yeah, they're pretty good. Like, no, dirt, dirt ain't pretty good. Dirt, dirt is a game changer. He's not pretty good. He, he, he's a matchup nightmare. He's taller than your tallest player, and he shoots better than your best shooter. Right? Dirt's a created player, sir. He's not pretty good. So, again, man, I know Paul Gasol's name doesn't really strike fear in the hearts of anybody, but you. You can go down and listen to your favorite power forward, right? They were in the NBA at that time. And I guarantee you, Paul Gasol was probably better than that guy. No, that's real talk. And, and, and listen, Paul Gasol oh, did his things. But, but that, that was my point, that those mellow teams weren't supposed to beat those Lakers teams. No, and so this Kobe. is the it's first Kobe. time that I can really say in in, in his career, mellow, that he's that in a situation where, yo, we're looking like, yo, yeah, this team should at least get to the Western Conference Finals. That's real talk. Um, right. That's just real ish. Now, if they don't, then you know we're gonna look at Carmelo's numbers and say, okay, how did you perform? What did you do? And and listen, I'm a Carmelo. I, I'm a big Carmelo fan. I've even went as far as to say I, I am a bit of a Carmelo apologist. And if we look back and those numbers don't stack up, then you know it is what it is. It's gonna be an indictment on Carmelo. But here's the thing: I do know is that there have only been three players, three teenagers. In the history of the NBA, to average over 20 points, and Carmelo Anthony has the highest average out of all three of them. The only three players to ever do it are Carmelo, LeBron, and KD. And Carmelo mm-hmm. has the highest average out of those three guys as teenagers. So that's just, right. you know. The, go ahead. And the other two guys have led their teams to titles. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, but those other two guys play with much better talent than, than Carmelo <laughs> played with. Hey. Hey, man, listen, don't let facts get in the way of a good story. I see what you're saying. Well, here's the deal. Name me KD and LeBron's second-best player, and then name me the second-best player for Carmelo. Go. I'll do you one better. No, 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 no. You can't, you can't do no, me one, do one better. Go. Go. I'm going to do you one better. I ain't going to answer. That's a trick question. That's, that's a not a trick question. That's a trap question. That's a real question. I'm trying to figure out who. LeBron, see? You like to forget that when LeBron's second best player was Mo Williams, they got to the title. In the you East. Like in the East. In like the that. East. What conference was he in? In the East. Okay, yes. gotcha. And Carmelo has been in the East forever. No, 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 no. He's been in the East now. When he was back then, 
Who's it? Okay, let me ask you. Hold on. Who's been his second best player since he's been in the East? Yo, go. I'm asking you, how long has he been in the East? Who's been his second best player since he's he's been in the East, I believe, since 2011. I'm going on top of my head. I'm not 100%. I'm going on top of my head right now. I think he's been there since 2011. Uh And who's been his second best player? Yo, go. Jeremy Lin. All right, man, let's move on to the next topic, man. Andre Ford just recently is Jeremy Lin. Hey, man, People's Champs, People's Champ Radio, man, apparently we're a comedy show today, man. Um, <laughs> hey, answer the question, though. Who's the second best player? That he's had? Uh, yeah. I would probably say, ooh, wow, I would probably say Derrick Rose, and that's saying a lot because this guy's on one leg. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. You're asking me who is second. You're not. You, you're talking that's like the, I'm saying no, Jordan is a ball. That's, but that's I'm my. I'm just answering the question. Jeremy Lin. But Lin's that's problem. that's my point though. If your second, if you're saying his second best player is Jeremy Lin, and then you're trying to say, well, LeBron went to the finals with Mo Williams, who by the way was an all star, <laughs> and then you're trying oh, to say, and then you're trying oh, to say that his second that, best hey, player, Mo Williams, is an all star. That's okay. not. These are facts. What are you talking? Hey, <laughs> that's fine. He hey, was an all star. Hey, what are you hey, talking about? Hey, it's some guys that made the All Star team that like aren't considered. Hey, listen, I don't get into all. Hey, I don't get into all that, man. I don't get into. I don't get into who's supposed to be and who's not. Mo Williams was an All Star that year. I don't get into all the other conjecture. That's your opinion. I don't get. I get into facts. Whatever. On People's Champ Radio, we get into facts, man. Whatever. And the facts are that Mo Williams was an All Star. This guy said. Shout out to Jeremy. This guy went with Lynn's with Lynn's sanity. And you're supposed to win a championship. Championship with Lynn Sanity. Get out of here with that, hey, man. You're not. You're not even serious with that. Want a chip. See, that's what you. What, is, what should he? What should he you have done with Jeremy Lynn? Everything all the way over the top. Hey, man. Carmelo should have been six finals. No one has those expectations for Melo. But what I know is that LeBron took Mo Williams to the finals. That's what I know. In the East. Okay, who was in the East that year? Carmelo was in the East. No, he wasn't. Carmelo wasn't in the East that year, sir. You got to go back and do the no, research. No, okay, but he's, he's been in the East for six years I know. I know. He hasn't done anything. So he was supposed to beat Miami. He was supposed to uh, 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 no. uh, uh, meet up with Miami in the finals, in, in the Eastern well, Conference he Finals. He was do, supposed to meet Miami. What he was supposed to do is make the Knicks a playoff contender year in and year out. He hasn't done it. House John way. Wall, who, hey, house who way. John Wall's second best player? What are you talking about? His second player is an all-star. What are you talking about right now? No, 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 no. Before Bradley Bill got there, who was the second best player? What do you mean? I don't know who the second best player. But, but Bradley, how, time out. How long has Bradley Bill been there? How long was Bradley? What are you talking about right now? What do you mean? He was they've a, he, been in the playoffs. Since Bradley Bill's been there. I know. <laughs> what are you talking about right now? Hey, they've been, since, hey, yeah, since Bradley Bill's the been there. What are you hey, talking all about? All I'm saying is every time I look up at these great players. They got another great player with them. By the way. They got I'm another great player with them. Hey, every time I look at these great players and you, you're talking about Melo, and I'm looking at Melo and I'm like, huh, he's so great. He can't get his team anywhere in the East. That's weird. Westbrook who's been his second best? Who's been his second best player? You just told Westbrook me Jeremy Lin. Westbrook got fifth seed in the West. And Carmelo and Anthony got West. and Carmelo Anthony got to the Western Conference Final with uh, old Chauncey Billups being his second oh, best now player. We're getting age. Oh, that it was old. That's just real talk. Hey, look, now we're doing the age thing. Well, you, you just told me. Hold on. You just told me ten minutes ago <laughs> that you just told me ten minutes ago that Carmelo was not supposed to beat that Lakers team. So he got to the, he got no, as far as he I could get. Say, 
Hey, what did you hey, just say? Good job, Carmelo. You got the one Western Conference final in your overrated career, man. Great job. Hey, listen, he out there playing with. Hey, great. What an accomplishment. He out there playing with. Western Conference finals. Hey, man. well, tell, job, tell, you, tell your, your man, tell your man, Allen Iverson, he should have played better hey, when he got hey, to Denver. Hey, hey, I got to the finals. Dolo, baby. Don't even get me started on Allen Iverson. Come on, Iverson. man. Get me? See, now you're not, being, now you're not being intellectually honest now. Hey, he, he, the guy is six foot tall. He got to the freaking finals, man. You kidding me? And, and Jay- lost up when he got there. Yeah, I, I know. I know. The East was absolute trash at that point. Hey, and it's such a juggernaut now. So listen. Way better than next year. Whoa, whoa, time out, time. Out. Let's go back. Let's go back. It's such a juggernaut. Now. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's, so hey, how good were those? Apologies, how man. good was those? Unbelievable. Well, we got to keep. What we got to do is just be intellectually honest here on People's Channel Radio. Um, we got to be intellectually honest about what we're saying. Um, right now, it's five teams just off rip that are way better than than, than those Knicks teams were. Just off uh-huh. rip in the East that are way better than those teams were in the hey, East. Man, you when keep apologizing, man, they that's got not an apology. These are just. Nah, man, that's just not. They got mellow. They should be better. That's just not. That's just not even being honest. Here's what you admitted to, right? You admitted that the Oklahoma City Thunder should be what the fourth seed. I didn't say that at all. I don't know what you're talking about. I said that they. I said they're going to be the second best team. You said where are they going to finish? I said they'll be top four. I don't know how this is going to jail. And I think that they're going to struggle in the beginning of the season. I think they're going to pick it up at the end of the season. But I look for them to swap because they're going to struggle at first. I think that they'll still end up top four. So I didn't say four seed. I said they'll end up top four. So that can be anywhere between one, two, three, or four. You decided to pick wow. four. You this decided to here, pick four. Hey, this guy here doesn't make any type of decision. <laughs> 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 I said they're going to finish top four. They're going to finish top four. Oh, man. Hey, hey, maybe top not four. first, but if I say, hey, if top I say four. top four, that'd be one through four, right? Come on, man. One through four, right. Hey, that Fox News training working hey, for man, you, man. Hey, man, top four. <laughs> <laughs> they going to finish hey, top four. Hey, that Fox News training is working. Hey, man, here's the deal, right? I don't believe in Melo. You say that you're at least make the Western Conference Finals, correct? Well, I'm saying that based on I'm saying if you're Oklahoma City, that's the what, what other expectations do you have? For your uh, Oklahoma City? Hold on, I'm not asking Oklahoma City. I'm asking Roy Mack right here today on People Champ Radio. Based on their what talent, are your expectations? based on their talent, they're the second. Based on talent, they're they're the second hey, most. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. let me answer the question, head, sir. Don't talk about based on talent. <laughs> Can I answer the I'm question? I'm asking you. So do you want me to answer the question I'm, or no? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not like a politician. <laughs> right am I answering the I'm question or no? You what are your expectations for Carmelo Anthony and the Oklahoma City Thunder? Okay, so now for the third time, my expectations for them are to finish top. I think that they're going to be the second best team in the West. They're going to finish top four in the playoff race uh, and, and be in the Western Conference Finals. That, I mean, I don't know what else you want me to say. So your expectations for them are they're going to be in the Western Conference Finals next year? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what other expectations okay. I would have. Hey, I just need to. Hey, I just need to. I just what need other? So we got this they're gonna miss. Record. So should I be saying that they're gonna miss the, the the playoffs? I don't know what you want me to say there. I mean, okay. hey, well, Melo, let me ask you this. Let's throw it back. Seed, let me man. throw it back at you. What What are your expectations? What are your expectations for OKC? That's my expectation. They're gonna be the eighth seed this year. So right now, what we're listening to on People's Champ Radio is we're listening to somebody who's not being honest intellectually. We're listening to a gentleman who decided to just troll today in the big old. Cash. I messed up the chemistry 
Oklahoma City Thunder. They're going to be an AC now. Now, listen. Man. Now, listen. If you go back and rewind the tape, I said my comments are prefaced by saying if this works. <laughs> I don't even know. That's the very man, first thing I said. Uh, Check the tape. Well, no, nah, it's not a cop-out. That's checking the tape. I don't know if this is going to work or not. I don't know if it's going to work or not. I don't know if it's going to work or not. What I'm saying is that if it works, I don't know if it's going to work or not, man. I don't know. You know, that I don't media know. training has did a number on this guy. He won't I'm stick just to saying, anything. I don't know if it's going to. Because here's the deal, right? We don't. Okay, Miami, they came together. They did not win a championship the first year. But then the second year, they did. I don't think that these guys are going to stick around for a second year in Oklahoma City. That's the problem that I have. Is that I don't think any of these guys are gonna stick around. I think next year. Why would you? Have yeah, you ever been I think. To <laughs> I'm, good. Listen, I've driven through it. <laughs> so. Hey, listen. Charles Barkley talked about the women in San Diego. Don't make me get started on, on, on some of the females I saw in Oklahoma. What you see in Boy. Oklahoma, man? Break it down. What you see down there? What I saw was a cold world. That's what I saw. <laughs> I felt sorry for all the gentlemen out there, man, who had to deal with what that what I was looking at on a daily basis. It was a cold world, man. That's what I saw, man. Hey, listen, I'm not gonna get into hyperbole. You know, you're not about to have you're not about to have a women's rights group, you know, you know, coming at me from Oklahoma City. You know what I'm saying? All I'm saying, I saw a cold world, man. They know what it means. Uh, you know, that's what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you listen to the People's Champ Radio, Roy Mack and Cash. We on YouTube, man. Definitely subscribe to the channel. You can get all the latest updates. Hit the bell icon, you dig. We'll let you know when we drop some something new. You can always check us out there. And also check us out on iTunes and the Podcast Center, People's Champ Radio, Roy Mack and Cash. We talk the best in sports and pop culture. We bring it to you every Sunday afternoon or whenever we feel like it, you dig. So let's get with the movement. I get lost. You understand? Um Listen, man. Let's 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 talk a little boxing. Um, the big homie man, Andre Ward yeah. just retired, man. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Man, I man, some of the greatest news I've heard all year. Um, I love when you know the greats take control of their career. Uh, that they don't allow you know their sport or whatever field you're in to retire. You you retire on your own merit, and. Um, just so much respect for Andre Ward, man, on and, you know, inside the ring as well as outside the ring, how how well he spoke. He was so articulate. He broke so many, you know, stereotypes of black boxers. Um, and he just, I always felt like he was genuine, right? And so seeing him take control of his own destiny and appear to leave the ring without uh, any trauma, you know, anything like that, um, with all of his limbs intact, if you will, I, I loved it, man. It um, uh, it's something that I wish more brothers would do in entertainment, specifically in these contact sports like football and boxing. Right? I wish brothers would really take control of their own destiny and start getting out on top. And that's what he did. He stuck it to the man. So shout out SOG. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, Andre Ward is. Clearly a, a Hall of Famer in boxing. Um, he walks into the Hall of Fame the moment he's eligible. Um, the Super Six, you know, again, was a hell of a performance by Andre Ward in that tournament. The Chad Dawson fight, huge fight at the time. Chad Dawson Incredible. decided that he wanted to come and pick, 
pick on a, a, a guy that's super middleweight. And he, you know, people don't, a lot of people don't, don't remember. Chad Dawson was the one who decided that he would come and drop down in weight to fight him. That wasn't an Andre Ward. That was Chad Dawson. Like, yo, I dropped the weight and I'll come down and still whoop you. And then after he got, right. after he got knocked out, then Chad Dawson decided <laughs> to say, oh, well, it was because I was weight drained. Oh, okay. Right. All right. Um, Kelly Pavlik, I, they were scheduled to fight. Then that thing didn't happen. I don't think Kelly Pavlik really wanted it. Um, I don't think he really wanted it with him. Triple G, I've said it on this platform before. I don't think he actually wanted it with Ward because Ward said we can meet at a catch weight. Ward was at 168, super middleweight. Triple G was at 160. He said, yo, we can meet at, at a catch weight and let's do this. Triple G didn't want to do it. So for all you Triple G apologists, Triple G didn't want to move, move up a few pounds to fight Andre Ward, but he's okay with these smaller guys, Kell Brook, Canelo Alvarez, Gabe Rosado, the list goes on and on. He's okay with these guys moving up from lower weight classes and fighting him. So that's just a little, you know, a little side note. But, yeah, I, listen, Andre Ward, one of my favorite fighters of all time, um, a guy that was super poised in the, in, in the ring. Go back to that Kovalev fight. He gets knocked down early in the fight, doesn't get rattled. It was more of a flash knockdown. You know, he wasn't hurt. It was more of a flash knockdown, but gets up, understands what's in front of him now, and really starts right. conducting himself like a real fighter. Um, now, I am glad that he retired because he started talking a little bit reckless about possibly going and fighting some heavyweights. Um, and that's when you can start getting hurt. Because I heard him mention the name of, uh, of Anthony Joshua, which is a name he should have never mentioned in terms of him actually having a fight with that guy at heavyweight. You got to remember, even when a guy like Roy Jones went up to heavyweight, he picked the right heavyweight to fight, John Ruiz. Right. You understand? He didn't go up and try to go grab one of these other guys. He picked the right heavyweight. So um, I am glad Andre <laughs> Ward got out before he decided to make that type of Anthony Joshua decision. Um, <laughs> because trust me, that that does not end well. For Andre Ward, but yeah, man, salutes to 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 the homie SOG, and he's always been managed by Jay Prince, so that's the Houston connection. So there you go. So let me let me say this too about um, Andre. That entire conversation about you know him potentially fighting, I forgot the heavyweight's name, man. Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua. No, 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 not not Anthony Joshua. He really had a fight. Oh, oh, with yeah. the other guy, uh, Blue. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. There you go. Right. Um, damn, I've got his name. It's his name. But anyways, um, the long story short is that that wasn't him. That was Virgil Hunter. And listen, I don't know Virgil, right? Um, so I'm not going to slander Virgil. But to me, it felt like Virgil was trying to capitalize off of what seemed like, you know, the beginning to a, a cash cow type of run, if you will, after, you know, knocking off the boogeyman twice in Kovalev, right? And so I felt like Virgil basically threw his fighter to the wolves, if I'm being honest. Because I'm like, Virgil, it felt like Virgil was trying to capitalize off the momentum, if you will, right? And so Virgil is the one that put that narrative out there. And here's the deal. Uh, so Virgil Hunter, being a trainer and have, you know been around Andre so long, is probably sort of a father figure, right? So it would be like when you were back point, when you were Hooper and Roy Mack and – your dad would come out and on some LeVar Ball talk, basically, and say, you know, my boy's better than uh, Jamal Crawford right now, right? And he's saying that on camera and you're in front of the camera. You're not going to shame your dad and be like, whoa, dad, you tripping. 
you're going to laugh and grin and rock with him, right? So I thought that's what, what Andre was doing. Andre was basically saying, yo, man, if you believe in me, then let's do it. I felt like Virgil Hunter, because if you remember, Roy Jones wanted to fight Mike Tyson. Guess what happened? You remember his dad stepped in and said what? No. His father, who wasn't in his camp or anything like that, nothing to do with boxing, just as a dad, Roy Jones Jr. father said, you know what? No. And they were estranged at that time. They didn't have a good relationship. So, but his dad saw exactly what was going on. So I believe Virgil Hunter was basically trying to, in a sense, exploit the momentum that they had with Andre. And that's why he starts saying stuff like Anthony Joshua, who was a money grab. You know, it's Anthony Joshua. So you few, know what I mean? Right. No, I'm with you. So, but, but, but a few things, right? So... Um, Virgil Hunter is actually Andre Ward's godfather, so he has been there Andre. You go. Yeah, so he's there been you go. he's been Andre Ward's trainer since he was a little kid. Um, you see what I'm saying? So I I would disagree slightly. I don't know if he was throwing him to the wolf. Well, if, if he was saying Andre, uh, Anthony, if he was saying Anthony Joshua, I think he was throwing him to the wolf. Because I think Anthony Joshua would would, would, Lord, would knock him out. Said, but with Tony Ballou. Andre Ward could beat up Anthony Joshua, and you said he's not throwing him to the wolves? Well, here's the deal, but you gotta understand why I'm saying that. I don't think that was a real fight. I think that was just somebody talking, talking, this to be talking. The, the ah, here you go. Well, because here's the deal. The Tony, the Tony Ballou fight was actually a, um, a, a real thing for a while, and I think that's a fight that Andre Ward could have been competitive in against a guy of that caliber. Or could have got KO'd in. He could have. Listen, when you fight heavyweights, definitely. You guys are real heavyweights. No, I, I, listen, I, I, I'm not. You, you'll get no disagreement from me. <laughs> he could have definitely got knocked out. But I think that's a fight in which, if a guy like that has a belt, that's a. If you have the option of Anthony Joshua and Tony Ballou, you know, there you go. Um, but I think you got to remember they also did. I believe I'm not mistaken. They did the movie Creed together. Um, Tony Ballou and 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 Andre Ward. I think they both were in that movie, and I had saw uh-huh. some interview. I saw some interviews where, <laughs> where uh-huh. I had saw some interviews. I saw some interviews yeah. where where Andre Ward had been talking about that guy, and he was saying during that movie shoot, he kind of sized him up, and he was like, you know, okay. I, so maybe I, I I don't know. That's just what I heard. That's come from Andre Ward's mouth. That's not my conjecture. That's from Andre Ward's mouth after shooting that that movie together. Um, do I think he could have beat him? Um, I think that's a competitive fight. I'll be 100% honest with you. It depends on how – I mean, we, we never we, – we would never know how a guy is going to look at heavyweight. If you recall when Roy Jones moved up to fight Ruiz, which I don't want to compare Jones to, to Ward. I was just about because to say, listen, that's a, I can't, yeah, yeah, I don't I, I do can't that. mention because we're talking about a guy in Roy Jones who, in my, my opinion, based on what I saw, is the most talented boxer in the history of boxing. Andre Ward is not in that ilk. Right, but you got to understand about about Roy. What made Roy such a talented boxer was that he basically broke all of the conventional rules of boxing with his style. You understand the way that they yes, teach you how I to. I do understand. Right. So the way they <laughs> teach you how I would to never box. Never mention Anthony Andre Ward in the same yeah. breath. The way, they, like the way they teach you how to box, how they teach you how to move and do things, Roy Jones basically did everything the exact opposite way. And he got away with it because he's probably the greatest athlete to ever box. Um, oh, he is. 
so, it's not even a question. Yeah, right. Just, so his athleticism was through the roof. I don't think that Andre Ward is anywhere near the caliber of athlete that Roy Jones no. Jr. is. Andre um, Ward comes out of that, um, what's your man's name, uh, that B-hot mode, right, in terms of technique. You know, he's a tactician, man. That's what's you actually what I mean? funny. If you look at the early, early Andre Ward fights, and mm-hmm. I think I think Andre Ward's even said it before that Roy Jones Jr. is his favorite fighter, which makes sense because of his age. Yep. Um, but he Absolutely. actually tried to fight like Roy Jones in his early days. As he got older and started fighting, not only older, but as he kind of evolved as a professional, I think he started understanding that okay, I can't do that Roy Jones stuff. I I need to fight more B hop because that suits my skill set more. And I do Absolutely. think that he moved to to a more of a of a Bernard Hopkins type. Which listen, that's just a smart decision. I don't think anybody listen. Well, yeah, I've always listen, said this, right? Trying to fight like Roy Jones? Yeah, I you mean, don't know shit about boxing. You, you can't fight like that. Like Barry Sanders can't teach you how to run the way he yeah. run ran the football. Great example. You know what I'm saying? That's he a just, great example. He can't you teach can't you how to do, do that. Barry yeah, he, he can't and, teach and you. And how to look, do that. your coach don't want you doing that. By the way. <laughs> Your coaches want you to hit the hole. You know what I mean? You can't be out here on no Le'Veon Bell. You know, let's just hit the hole, man. Yeah, so, no, but that, that that's a, you know, a sh- salute to Andre Ward. So let me ask you this now. Andre Ward's gone. Yes, sir. Andre Ward's gone. Who, on this mythical pound-for-pound pound list, who would you put number one now? Mm. Hey, that's, that's difficult for me, bro, um, because – Terrence Crawford, he moved up in weight, right? So he Correct. can't be number one pound for time. He's moved to weight class. Right. Um, I mean, because we we don't really know how he's going to look yet at one forty seven. I got a, uh, I got Triple G. Mm. I got Triple G. He's been tested. People keep saying that this guy's <laughs> this great, and we're going to see this time, right? He's been tested, he's, and he's. He's passed two tests. Now you know oh. I can't go with Triple G because if you listen to People's oh, yeah, Champ Radio last week. You will know that we had this conversation, and I feel like that he's lost his last two fights. So clearly, I can't go with Triple G. I would right. actually still go with go with um, go with uh, uh, the homie from from Nebraska, Bud Crawford. Um, okay. Even though he hasn't fought at one forty seven yet, so you know, admittedly, we don't know how he's going to acclimate to that weight. And let me say this: it's some real killers at one forty seven. Um, I think. Boy. I think what he'll find out real quickly is that 140 had um, some fights that were a lot easier in terms of the competition. Now, once you get to that top echelon of the 147 class, it's no easy fights there. It, it's it. I can't name an easy fight at 147. Yeah, it's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be beautiful. Even a guy like I mean? I mean, even a guy like Amir Khan, if he's fighting at 147. Amir Khan's good. Kell Brook's good. Obviously, we know the champions. Um, uh, one time, Keith Thurman. You got um, uh, the kid from Dallas, um, Errol Spence. Um, you got the truth. The truth, Errol Spence. You got Danny Garcia out there. You still got Sean Porter out there. Uh, you got mm-hmm. the, you got the kid in Australia now who beat Pacquiao. Um, who I don't think is that good, but is is a big guy right. um, for the yeah. weight class. So I mean, you got you got a lot of talent at 147. Apparently, Adrian Broner is going to continue to to campaign at 147. Jeff Horn, Jeff Horn is who you're talking Jeff about. Jeff Horn, there you go. Um, so yep. it's you you. I mean, you start looking around 147 and you start trying to figure out where are the 
fights that that Bud Crawford can take to kind of acclimate himself. I tell you what, right. you know what? What I believe what would have been a good fight for him just to get acclimated to the weight would have been a guy like uh, Robert the Ghost Guerrero, who unfortunately has retired now. But that would have been a real good fight for him to, because that that's a, a win. That's a fight that Bud Crawford should win, and mm-hmm. it gets him acclimated to the weight class. So I don't know who that guy is going to be now that he fights in that first fight to get him acclimated to one forty seven. Right, I'm with you. Yeah, so um, you know. because and, and, and the thing that that scares me about Bud is that he's super aggressive, man. He I is. watched his other fight. Yeah, he is. And I was like, him and him and Errol Spence, if they, if they can never get their names big enough, would be an incredible fight to watch because of their aggression, right? Like these brothers, I mean, that just I mean, it'd be it'd be a war, right? And but what scares me about Bud is he's not a big guy, which is probably why they call him Bud, right? Like. You know, not a big guy. Yeah, he's really not so a big guy. So he's moving up. He's moving up. You know what I mean? I'm, and when I say that, I mean, naturally, he just doesn't look like a big guy. He's like 5'8". He looks like a smaller guy. Um, I, I want to see what his reach and everything is. You know what I mean? I guess his reach is 70 inches. I'm looking at it right now. Um, but he's an exciting fighter. I almost wish he didn't move up, to be honest with you. I right. wish he stayed. Because I feel like now he's chasing um, competition. Well, I think what he's chasing, you know what I think he's chasing a bag. That's what I think he's doing. Um, because I don't right, think right, that, right, right. Oh, for sure, you got to get the money. Yeah, I don't think that it, it's a it's. It, I, I don't believe that. It, well, not I don't believe it's no bag to get at one forty. Who are you gonna fight right. at one forty? We can get a bag. All the bags right. are at one forty seven. Though that's mm-hmm. where the bag is. So, unfortunately, he had to move up to try to go get this paper. Um, right. Because what could have happened is that he could have stayed at one forty and just become a legend. And then retired and probably had to get a job. You dig what I mean? Um, versus going to one. Because think about it. Um, though, unfortunately, those Floyd Mayweather paydays aren't out there and available anymore. But it's still some good paydays, some PBC paydays. Well, so, yeah, I'm about to say, we can't, we can't be throwing guys like Floyd Mayweather's uh, name out there. It's well, only, well but know, here's what I'm saying only. about Well, because here's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you got to. Only guy getting that kind of thing. Well, no, no, but here, I'm not saying getting Floyd money. I'm saying like a guy like Marcos Maidana who fought Floyd and hasn't been seen since. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what you're basically saying is that you can't fight Floyd. That's what right. you're saying. You're not going to be able to get this Floyd fight, yeah, right? So, yeah. You can't fly, fight Floyd and get like five to six million dollars for one fight. You know what I mean? As, as a guy. Because like guys were fighting Floyd who the mass public didn't know and they were making five, six, seven million dollars. And the fights were selling out. Yeah, the fights were selling out. Vic, Floyd perform the lose. Victor Ortiz's of the world. You dig what I mean? Right. So, which yep. may be a good fight for Bud Crawford at 147. Um, although, great fight actually. Yeah, it although great. you know who might be a good fight for him? I think he's gonna campaign at one forty now. But if he can get Chris Algieri at one forty seven, that'll be a real good fight for him. Cause that's a guy right. who has some skills, not a lot of power though. Um and who may be able to but I think he's campaigning at one forty. I I don't know. I'd have to go back and see where he's campaigning at for sure. But yeah, so I I, I you know I'm excited. Um, you know, salute to to Andre Ward and his career. Um, hopefully, you know, he does stay retired. Because uh, I hate when guys retire and then come back because it yeah you know, that never really goes well. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So hey, and listen, just to put some context to this conversation we were having um, about you know him fighting Tony Ballou in, in the game, right? So I'm just looking at size right now, right? Tony six three heavyweight. Um, at the time, right, uh, your boy Andre, super middleweight, right, six foot. Anthony Joshua, 
Let me look at his NFL stats. This guy, <laughs> Anthony Joshua, 6'6", 240. So when I say Virgil Hunter was throwing him to the wolves, hey, I don't digress off that point. Anytime you start talking about – because it's one thing to throw names out there, but when you're under a ward, right, a Hall of Famer, you don't need to, quote, unquote, throw names out there for people, right? And so when I hear you say Anthony Joshua, I say to myself, what? Yeah, and I think that's the same thing that um, – I think that's the same thing that uh, Roy Jones' dad, when he heard about the Tyson thing, he was like, yo, what, what? It's like, who? You know what I'm saying? Like, hold on. I think the Anthony Joshua, I, I think that's a bridge too far. Um, I'll stick to my guns. I think the Tony Ballou fight. I think that's a much more. I think that. I think that that if he wanted, if he just had the the, the desire to, hey, I want to fight a heavyweight. Um, right. That's, Tony Ballou would have been a good start for you, bro. Listen, you definitely don't want to. You never want to. You never want to get to Anthony Joshua. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You never want to go Anthony yeah, Joshua listen. or Deontay Wilder. You don't want because those guys at a certain point. Hey, people were going crazy when Triple G fought Kell Brook because of the size difference. You know, right, like come right. on, yeah. I mean, at a certain point in boxing, it's a reason that they have weight classes. So at a certain I, I was point, about to say, listen, yeah. the boxing commission wouldn't even sign off on yeah. the crap. At a certain point, guys just become too big. Like Roy Jones wouldn't have been running to fight like a prime uh, Riddick Bowe. Because at a certain point, guys are just too big. You know what I mean? I mean Riddick Absolutely. Bowe. Riddick Bowe looked huge in there against uh, a big cruiserweight like Evander Holyfield. So you bro, know. I watched Mike Tyson's fight, and he was a heavyweight. This guy was significantly smaller than everybody. This exactly. guy in fight against 6'6", 230. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I digress, man. Shout out SOG, man. Um, one of the GOATs. Um, just an unbelievable uh, person, man, like I was saying. On and off the, uh, you know, in, in and out of the ring, man. Class personified. Shout out SOG. Yes, sir. So, salute to SOG, man. Hey, listen, you've been listening to People's Champ Radio. We're about ready to get it up out of here. Cash, anything left for the people, man? Anything we haven't touched on that you want to get into? Uh, Yeah, man, I thought there was one more thing I wanted to touch on, Okay, man. let's do uh, it. Yeah, for you, uh, for you NCAA football fans, man, just a few upsets. Uh, just in case, you know, you were uh, getting trashed all day yesterday at the bar <laughs> watching the game but not paying attention to it. You know how y'all be doing. So Florida State lost to NC State. Florida State was number 12 in the country. They lost. Had some uh, Florida State Seminole uh, females over the crib. Shout out to the shout out to the roommate, man. You know what I'm saying? He's doing his thing. I had some, um, some Florida State alums at the Chris Naive. Let's get into this business, man. TCU number 16 in the country. They beat Okie State, who was number six, and had a Heisman Trophy candidate, two Heisman Trophy candidates on their team. So those dreams have been shattered. Uh, good night, Oklahoma State. And, uh, yeah, man, I did want to have something to close the show out on. But you know what? Maybe we'll start the show with this one. And it's, the question is, why isn't there a hip-hop Hall of Fame? Brothers in the chat, man, let us know what y'all think. Brothers and sisters in the chat. We may have that on our show next next uh, next Sunday. Man. Talk a little hip-hop. Well, let's do this then. Since we're going to talk hip-hop next week, give the people a rock and roll song to listen to, man. A rock and roll song? Yeah, man. If you're gonna work out, you know, give them something, some, some, some kind of rock song to listen to, man. Rock and roll song. I'm just saying, man. You know. I mean, I listen to rock, but I don't know rock and roll. You talking about Jimi Hendrix? I don't, I don't know, know what the hell. I'm just, I just say rock and roll because that's because you said Hall of Fame, so it's a rock and roll Hall of Fame. I don't know, just rock. Hey, I don't know. Hey, listen, hey, man. listen, man. I don't um, get into all these labels, man. Hey, hey listen, I, I won't do that for you, but I will do this. Uh... <laughs> 
later, though. I ain't got no rock and roll for y'all right now, man. But I did want to put y'all boys on that. Uh, I want to give. I want to give the people a track today, Roy. You usually give them a track. I usually give them an album. I want to give them a track today, man. Okay. Uh, I want to give them "Gangsters Make the World Go Round" by the West Side Connection, bro. Just what a what a freaking track, man. Classic, classic sample. Uh, unbelievable verses. Uh, you know. Shout out to the big homie Ice Cube. Shout out. That is a good track. I'm going to give y'all something to work out to, man. I'm going to give y'all a rock song to work out to. Let me hear it. I'm going to give them Metallica, Inner Sandman. Shout out to Inner Sandman. Mm. I used to work out to that back in the day. I heard that track, man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, That gets you turned up. Shout out to Metallica for that one, dog. Inner, um, inner Sandman. Yeah, okay. yeah, that, yeah, that. Hey, it's provocative. <laughs> it gets the people going. <laughs> it gets the people going. <laughs> it gets the people going. Hey, man, shout out, hey, shout out Metallica there, man. I, I love rock music, by the way. Make no mistake about it. I, I give y'all some good rock tracks. You know, we're talking rock and roll, so I, I know you don't really listen to rock a lot. You hey, rock I don't, roll, man. Only reason I know that uh, song, I know that song uh, because of Mariano Rivera. That's why, you know, back in the day, I had to look that up. I think up, saying man. rock and roll is like when you hear people talking about rap versus is hip hop, right? Like, come on, man, stop it. So you're trying to say I use the wrong term? Is what you're trying to say now at this point? No, I think you you, you use a politically correct term for someone who doesn't really listen to rock. You're music, right, because I don't, don't listen. Hey, yeah. I don't listen to rock like you know that, what I'm man. saying. That's why, like, you know, that's why people that don't really listen to hip hop, right? They will be like, they would just say rap or hip hop because they're confused as to like what the hell it, it even is. You know hey, what I mean? You you'll see that like my my collection of rock. I got like this like. The commercial stuff from like the nineties, like smells like right. Teen Spirit. Um, right. You did. <laughs> which, which, by the way, no, that's that. Hey, I mean that is a commercially successful song, but that song, man. Uh, uh, R.I.P. Man, Kurt Cobain, man. But uh, that 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 CD, man. God, hey, what, and what speaking of Kurt Cobain, if you haven't seen, I think it's on Netflix. That whole documentary about Kurt Cobain's death, really good mm-hmm. documentary. I believe. I think it's on Netflix. Really good documentary. I watched that a while back. Really good, oh, really okay. good piece to watch, man. Well, it well, really people something to watch, man. You know what I'm saying? I know you and the wife, you know what I'm saying? The kids. I know y'all watching a lot of television, man. What y'all watching these days? Listen, man? watch that Kurt Cobain documentary. <laughs> okay. Listen, listen. Um, I, I think it. Let me let me take a quick look. Um, I think it's on Netflix, and it or maybe it's on HBO. I think it's a maybe it was an HBO documentary, but it goes into. I know you can get it on Amazon. So if you have a, like the Amazon Prime or something like that, you can get it there. Um, but it's a really good documentary. It goes into some really some conspiratorial type things about his death. Um, some stuff to really make you think about that case. Um, so I'm gonna give him two. I'm gonna give him that, and then I'll say also. Uh, I'm a big documentary guy, so watch. If you haven't seen that documentary, I think it's called 13 on um, mm-hmm. Netflix. It's about the, the 13th Amendment. Um, go check that uh, out as well. It's a really good documentary. I don't know, I don't know if our current commander-in-chief is a big fan of these amendments, but go ahead. <laughs> based, on what he, based on just, you know, his whole entire rhetoric and, you know. And if you voted for Trump, you got to wear it. But hey, man, listen. <laughs> uh, I got two things people can watch, man. First of all, if you've never seen the show Insecure, um, you know, definitely catch up. Both two seasons are down the drain already. Uh, they, you know what I'm saying? Season two just finished a couple weeks ago, so you can binge watch those joints. Insecure, it's on HBO. I get it for the price of on the house, but, you know, that's how I be doing. 
So definitely watch that. <laughs> and um, Gotham, man. Gotham, I don't know what season we're in on Gotham, but we we, we, we get deep on Gotham. I love Gotham, man. Uh, shout out to Jada Pinkett Smith. You know what I'm saying? She got a nice little character that's been on there as well. But if you didn't watch Gotham, you can go binge watch that one. Uh, the new episodes is popping now every Thursday. So, yeah, man, get on some Gotham, man, and, you know, do your thing. Real talk. Hey, listen, man, this is Roy Mack and Cash, People's Champ Radio. I'm going to leave y'all with this, man. Never go Eric Benet. It's on you, Cash. <laughs> or never go Kevin Hart. Oh, <laughs> oh hey, hey, man, we holler at y'all next week, man. We out. Cash out.